Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, which is the San Jose Mercury and the East Bay Times. Uh, My co-host, as usual, is Bruce Aldrich, car enthusiast, car mechanic, very knowledgeable guy in the automotive field. He doesn't think so, but I think he's more knowledgeable than I am, which... You know, I don't know much, not but saying anything. that's yeah. not saying much, but uh, but Bruce is here to ke- kind of keep me honest. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, a segment of the car industry that's uh, very unique, and that is the, the phenomenon and the long legacy of convertibles. And gee, when I was a young guy, I had my first convertible at age 16 or 17, and I was thought I was something special because I had a Volkswagen convertible and a Carmen Ghia convertible and on a warm night, you're driving and, and, and with your buddies or with your girlfriend, and, and life's pretty good uh, with a convertible uh, when the top is down and, and you're having a lot of fun on a warm summer night. So, Bruce, how are you doing? And let's talk convertibles. I'm doing good. I wish I was in a convertible right now. <laughs> I think I rode the same convertible as you because uh, I have that same feeling, you know, a warm summer night, especially right. in, in California out here. You just can't beat it. But I my first, I guess my only... Uh, convertible was a 69 fiat 850 wow and what a miserable little (laughs) car and and even a worse convertible but hey with the top down and you're driving on the coast highway on a nice day everything was just fine all your troubles go away like what troubles did we have when we were young guys anyway right we didn't have any trouble just like sitting up on the the bow of a boat yeah hauling well i only i had the bug and i had the carmen Ghia, and my father also had a, a a corvair and uh, that was fun to drive. Uh, uh, the, what do they call it? The uh, Unsafe at Any Speed, Ralph Nader's book. But that was a phenomenal car. I loved to drive that car when he let me with with the top down. And, and it had a turbocharged engine. And I think I must have been 18 or something like that. And to drive that car around was just uh, fantastic experiences. Um, and, of course, as the car got older, in the old days, the convertibles weren't the same the convertible tops didn't have the same quality so the car eventually leaked and the and the rag top splits and and so you had all kinds of worries but you know fast forward 50 years from that and here we are today and convertibles are, are in some ways kind of pretty much back in vogue and, and many manufacturers have convertibles whether it's a rag top or a hard top and um so what do you think about the 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 um the new wave of of convertibles if you will I'm really impressed with what's coming out now. They all have, uh, they're really nicely, the stitching is far better, heavier material. They fit tight. There's, they're not leak prone. Uh, many of them have, most of them have glass windows now, so you can actually see out the back. Yes. Um, that's a huge good feature. They're, when they operate, now you can actually be on the fly. Some of them are up to 30, 40 miles an hour. You can push the button, put the top down or up, where before you had to stop, you know, throw 14 manual latches, <laughs> yeah, 16 different snaps and buttons, and it was it was quite a chore, not a big deal, but compared to nowadays where you push a button while you're still driving, that's the way to go. Yeah, it really surprised me. I think you pointed it out to me the other, no, two or three weeks ago, I had a new Volkswagen, uh, and I read finally that you could you could put the top up or down at 31 miles an hour, and I think in the old days, the top would have blown off. Oh, yeah, you would <laughs> you know, have lost could, it at three have, miles an hour. Yeah, so I think that I mean, it would be a little odd going down the street and doing it at 31 miles an hour, but but you could. And, and 
when you triggered a thought, I even even up four or five years ago when I had a, like a Honda 2000 or I had other convertibles, the, the, there was little latches and they had to fit into a certain hole and you had to do this and do that. And you might have to manipulate it a little bit. The Volkswagen, you pushed a little button as other convertibles, you push a little electronic button and the Volkswagen went up and down in about 12 seconds. It was faster going down than up, but not by much. And just to push a button and watch the whole thing take care of itself, that that puts convertibles in a whole nother stratosphere in terms of the convenience of having one, right? <laughs> a little better than the, the old canvas flap that you push down on the on the bugs from the fifties and sixties, huh? Yeah. So uh, if you were gonna buy if you were gonna buy a uh, a little sports car to tool around in, if you were gonna let's buy let's say you're gonna buy a Mazda Miata, Mazda MX five Miata, would you consider um, only the hard top? Would you consider the convertible rag top? Would you consider the convertible hard top, which is pretty popular, I guess, and looks pretty sharp? Or would you would you not just say, no, convertibles aren't for me? Or would you, or would you buy one? Oh, I, if I was going to get a Miata, I would get a convertible. Yeah. But but you got to remember, you have to really like the sun. You're sitting out there in the sun. It right. can be hot. And if you're doing a long-distance drive, you really want the top up, I think. Yes. You, you really get beat up from the wind. You're it's right. just noisy. You can't hear your stereo. Uh, you can't control the, the climate. It's just, uh, I don't know. Gosh, I'm getting old, huh? Yeah. It's terrible. Well, I think it's been three years or so now, but I had, one time I had a convertible, and I think it was uh, a Miata. And just to see what it would be like, it was kind of a late fall, early winter day, and I had a jacket on, and I kept the top down all the way from Sacramento to my mom's house in the Bay Area. So it was a 90-minute drive. All of it's freeway, except you know when you finally get to her, you know Frontage Street and where she lives and where we live. So it was at a 90 miles, 87 miles around the freeway, let's say. And it was it was difficult to uh, when a 18 wheeler goes by or there's noise on the freeway and you're kind of afraid that something's going to come into the car. It was a little bit um, uncomfortable to go that far, uh, even on a cool day. Uh, with a convertible top down, there's just too much noise and too many distractions. I didn't really like it very much. Sure, yeah. My wife has a, currently has a SLK Mercedes, which mm -hmm. is a folding hardtop. But uh, with the top, we don't. I don't put the top down much because it's uh, unless it's a, those once in a while those really nice nights when it's warm out, uh, you can't beat it. But uh, other than that, I, I'm, I'm a top up person. Right. So um, I think you have a list of of some cars that. Um, that you might think would have convertibles and some cars that you might be surprised that have convertibles. So what did you come up with when you did a little research on, on convertibles or lack of convertibles? Well, I was looking at what do, the first list, and it's a rather long one, the manufacturers who do have convertibles. But the ones they do, they only have maybe one or two cars. So they're, they're, it's, it's a pretty small um, amount of their lineup. Uh, VW, they only have the Beetle. Uh, Mercedes-Benz, they have, I think, three cars. The Mazda, uh, Mazda only has the MX-5. So um, Chevrolet, Corvette, Camaro, uh, Ford, just the Mustang. So it's, it's a pretty short list. Now, you get into the, the, the hypercars, the Lamborghinis, Bentleys, Rolls, Ferraris, they, uh, they have quite a few. But, you know, those are that's, that, that's up in the stratosphere. Mm -hmm. I did look at uh, who doesn't have convertibles and I was surprised it was uh, Dodge Chrysler Jeep except for the Wrangler which really isn't a convertible but the plastic top does come off mm -hmm. on snaps and then Lexus and Infinity I was amazed 
that mm-hmm. uh, I, and then Subaru. Mm-hmm. So, so there's uh, a few that don't don't even try. Do you know uh, Bruce about price points? Um, does some of the cars, if you get a convertible or if you get the hard top, what are the differences these days in in terms of is it considered an, a full option and it's a couple thousand dollars or, or are they fairly equal or, or do you know? I thought they were there were quite a bit more for the uh, um, rag top, but I know like the the Datsun Z, the starting point was like five thousand dollar difference. Is that right? Of course, the manufacturers also pack other packages on there, of course, mm-hmm. but still, it's it it costs them because they. Depending on the vehicle, they actually have to, you know, they have to do extra work on it. Mm-hmm. I noticed in this Volkswagen that I had uh, two, three weeks ago that when you put the top down, um, it completely obscured the, the rear view. Out of that the, was in the Fiat 500. Oh, that was in the Fiat 500. Yeah, thank, thank it, you. It, it obscures the, when, when, when the top was down, it obscured the, the rear view out the mirror. And it takes, uh, depending on most all the vehicles, it, it takes all your trunk up. Right. So you don't really have a trunk anymore. I know the SLK, the trunk is cut three quarters of it now is with the folding hardtop in it. Okay. How about the quality? Uh, like the, we were laughing earlier about the, the, the cheap ways they used to make the you know rag tops uh, with lousy canvas or whatever it was. What, what have you noticed, if you have, about the quality of the materials and just how much more efficient? I mean, some of the ones, they, they fit right into a nice little area, no, no fuss, no muss, and everything just is so efficient. What are they making the tops out of these oh, days? Way better materials. They'll have a, a thicker top that doesn't uh, burble in the wind at speed on the freeway, and then they have a, a built-in, like a he- I'll call it a headliner. So yes. it's, it's dual layer so that you uh, you don't see all of the... the pipe work up there mm-hmm. and it's it's stronger you don't hear all the rattles most of the old cars were just rattle traps yes that's you true you wanted to have the, i think the main reason why people drove with the top down so they didn't have to sit there and hear the rattles you put the rattles back in the trunk and then the the wind's blowing you don't hear it anymore yeah one of the first cars i really had my eye on in recent years and you mentioned that they don't make it anymore and i i really thought it was terrific i know it was a little bit expensive as the the Volkswagen EOS, and it it uh, it just struck me as a, a, a under undervalued uh, and underappreciated car. Hard top convertible, looks sharp, but I think even three or four years ago it was it was in the low 40s to get that car. And I think maybe you could go get one now, two or three years old, and get get a deal on it. But I I just love the way I, when I drove it, you know, four or five years ago, I just loved the way that car drove. I loved the way the hard top convertible retracted and. And went back up, and it was the first time I really thought I, I could get I could get this convertible. I like it quite a bit. Of course, now Volkswagens had all kinds of issues since then, and maybe people just aren't going to buy Volkswagens anymore. But I I really liked that car, and I've also driven uh, a funny Vol- look, funny looking funny car. looking car funny looking. But also thing. I've driven the the one of the Volvo sedans with a retractable hardtop, and that was of course Swedish car, and it's, you know very efficient and very wonderfully made, and, and like a piece of art almost. So. Yeah, we're talking folding hardtops now. That's that's a little different. Yeah, and and it's amazing. There's not many of those out. There's, no, there's Volvo, Mercedes has two, BMW has at least one. The Z4 is a folding hardtop, and then the Miata, Miata MX-5 RF, which is what is that? This year or yeah. last year came out? 2017, so I think. It really makes it a Targa. But yeah. It, uh, so they're really rare. I don't know if it's patent law or. I don't know why there's not more folding tops because I'm a, a folding top fan because then you get the both, you know, both worlds there. 
you right. get a hard top and a and a convertible without all the rattle shakes and leaks and yeah, and in the, in, in the in the bad weather in the winter, if you have a, if you have a uh, a folding hard top, you you know you don't have to worry about some big heavy storm. And even though the quality of the materials on convertibles is much better than it used to be, it's still that must be really noisy if you're in a if you get caught in your convertible somewhere on the open road and it's coming down pretty hard. That's not a fun way to drive with a with a rag top. No. And then, then some cars had a uh, the rag tops that you could buy a optional hard top for too. I didn't know that. Yeah, the uh, I know the the current uh, the latest T Bird that came out. I don't know, they're 10, 12 years old now. Mm -hmm. Those T Birds you could get a they were a hard top that lifted off, and then it was a rag top underneath. Oh. You don't ever. It looks like a finished car, but it's a lift up top. And the old Vets you could get hard tops for. Even the Boxster, I don't know about the current bodied Boxster, but the, the previous version, you could get a hardtop for the Boxster, mm -hmm. so you didn't have to have it convertible, a ragtop on it. Um, recently, we went to a whole variety of uh, different shows at the Monterey Auto Week, and we went to Meekum Auction for the first time, and there were quite a few, quite a few convertibles down there, um, and... What did what do you call in the in the in the in the Vanagon days, if you would? And they they didn't have a convertible, but they had the folding back kind of canvas. Sure, that's that folding throwback. Yeah, slide back. Slide roof. back. That's what yeah. I was. What is that? What they call them? Slide backs, or do they some some? I don't know. So not really a convertible, but but you've got the open air feel. And those cars were from what the seventies and eighties that they made those. Or through the well, 90s? we had one as a fifty eight, I believe, oh, okay. and it, it had that in it. But there again, they were they were poorly made. They they were yes. leak prone. They were noisy. They're ex more expensive to buy, so you don't ever see them around anymore. Right. But boy, that was sure fun. Yeah, and and I I do see from time to time on the road, you'll see a, a real old, you know, a thirty or a forty year old Cadillac convertible, um, you know, with big fins or something, a, a fifteen or a sixteen foot long uh, old Cadillac, and the the mechanics of those convertibles must be. They must break down all the time because it's a big car to get that whole thing back there. And how, how do they tuck those in? I don't even know if they uh, have. A... I don't know. Yeah, just think of the resale value on uh, not necessarily classic cars like you just mentioned, but just a, a standard uh, muscle car of some sort. Muscle car or something. Now those because they were just throwaway cars. There's not, and there weren't many muscle cars m made with that were with convertibles. You know, I'm thinking uh, Challengers. Um, chargers, yes. Um, those things now are highly sought out, sought after. If if you have a convertible, and there weren't many made, and they were just now they're the bomb, right? And and if if you if you were able to find one of those, you think it would be twenty percent more than the than the hardtop uh, variety, or was it hard to say? I would think it'd be more than that. If yeah. you, like like a Hemi Hemi Cuda, I think they only made like. You know, ten of them in '71 or whatever the numbers are, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So they're they'd almost double the price of a hardtop. Right. Now, another thing I thought of, and we hadn't discussed this, but if you got an old Jeep, um, and they were open air to begin with, right? There wasn't there weren't tops to them, and and could you, if you wanted an old Jeep, I could be way off here, but if you wanted an old Jeep and, and it came as kind of an open air top, could you buy a top to put on it? Oh, for a Jeep you can, yeah, sure, for easy. The, uh huh. You start and talk about old Fiats and Mercedes and stuff. I don't know. Well, maybe for Mercedes they might have them around, but for your old Fiat, 
I, I don't know if they have those parts or not. Yeah, you, you're just out of that's luck. That's the part. That's the problem. You get an old kind of shaky car. It's not too good. Now it's old and probably been leaking for years and years. It's a rust bucket, and you just they go to the trash. Yeah. I remember uh, four or five years ago, maybe longer now, one of the test cars I had was the, the Honda 2000, the little sports car, the, the Miata's competitor. Sure, yeah. They're, they're still making them, and I don't, I don't, I, they might be. I don't think they are, but maybe they are. But we drove that car with the top down to Mendocino on, on a kind of a getaway weekend, and by the time we got to Mendocino, we had to decompress for a while because it was a, it yeah. was a rough trip through those. I just wanted to do it, and my wife agreed if we had the top up on the way home, uh, we we did. But for for five hours, we had the top down. And it, that's a we, long drive. We, you we, might as well be on a motorcycle, right? We 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 were sunburned, or your hairs. You just get tired of of doing that for a long drive. But I wanted to I wanted to do it just to see what it was like. And uh, one day she had another function to go to, and I drove on some of the country roads by myself with the top down, and it was or, more overcast, and it's there's tree lines, so I didn't feel the sunburn or the the downside of that. It was it was a blast, like we talked about before, on a country road on a, on a decent day. Um, so the big pluses and big minuses. Uh, for convertible, so I guess my question to you is: if if you were considering uh, uh, a convertible, uh, you would probably only opt for a hardtop. Uh, I'd get a folding hardtop. Folding yeah. hardtop. Me too. Me too. I don't think the other ones are. They're they're not. Um, they're basically they're not year-round cars, unless the top is up, and then you're then you're risking you know really bad weather, and and the the top's gonna even the newer ones with better materials are probably gonna get destroyed after a few years a ragtop's fine i guess if it's a lease vehicle and you're going to get rid of it <laughs> that's in three right. years and you don't have to worry about it hey get a convertible right so and put up with the rattles the extra noise maybe it gets stuck in the up or down position at some point but uh the dealer will take care of it i now triggered another story i was uh in a miata two years ago and i was over at one of the shopping malls and uh i pulled up and there was a the same exact car parked to my left and I was getting out of the car, and this other guy was getting into the car, and the guy was 6'4", or 6'5", and I looked over at him, and he was kind of somehow manipulating himself back into that car. He may have put his you know, legs from the back to the front and didn't even open the door. He was getting, kind of getting in the car that way, and I said, I said something like, how you doing? Nice car, and he looked at mine, we laughed, and I said, that's a pretty small car for you, and he said, yeah, but it's worth every second of it. So this guy was a, you know, a convertible guy, it's like sometimes you've you've driven and you've seen a dog with the head out of the top. This guy was a six foot five guy and he was a the top of his torso and to his head was all outside of the car. He looked pretty awkward going down the road. But he was a guy that didn't matter. He just wanted that convertible. If he was seven feet tall, he probably would have had the convertible. He just loved sure, the idea yeah. of being in that car. So there are those types of people. I don't think I'm one of them. I'm going for the foldable hardtop. I think so. Or, or you ride a motorcycle. That's why I ride a motorcycle. Well, thanks very much for joining us on episode number nine of the Weekly Driver podcast. My name is James Rea, editor and publisher of the Weekly Driver. My co-host is Bruce Aldrich. If you'd care to support our efforts on the podcast, we have a sign-up button on the main page of the podcast uh, for a, a PayPal sign-up. We'd appreciate your support. And until next time, we'll... Uh, We'll talk about some other kind of cars next week, and we look forward to having you with us. Take care. Bye, James.